0: Hear me all right. Uh, good.
1: We're reading this morning in Matthew chapter 13. And we're reading from verse 18.
0: Well, to let the kids go. There's gonna be another
1: exercise later on because some of the folks are going to
0: a uh, Christian, I used to think I was a real popular preacher. Like I asked every year to speak on Fair Sunday. And they discovered it because everybody else was involved (laughs) with it. Right, yeah. Matthew 13, verse 18. Hear therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which is sown in his heart. This is he that received the seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he, that he is the word, and anonymously, with joy, receives it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also received the seed among the thorns, see that, that he is the word, and the care of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke the world and he becomes unfruitful. But he that received the seed into the good ground, is he that hears the word, understands it, which also bears fruit, and brings forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty, and some a hundred. Now we text in First Peter chapter 2, verse two. And newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the world, that you may grow to their back. This will be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And then to verse 6, wherefore also, let's to say this night, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. To the reading of his
1: word. Amen. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I thought was, i thought myself in the news.
0: You're going to say, dude, we I'm going to speak to you this morning about growing. <laughs> remember when you were a kid
1: and you were growing up and you got all sorts of advice, you know. You remember what your mother told you.
0: My mother told me, "Well, watch your company, stick you in at school, and mind your manners, things like that." And I'm pretty sure you got lots of advice. Watch your diet, watch your you eat. No, you watch you don't stunt your growth, sir. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you can do about it. it says you, you can't buy thought an stature. But my mother was always concerned about my height. I think she was, she was used to be Scotsman. You know why Scotsman are wee because I grew up short-breeding and condensed milk. <laughs> <laughs> they see, shelter is a wonderful day. It's a thing full of aspiration and hope. When somebody says to you, you know, uh, they don't say it, "Have you a kid when you grow up, because you expect them to be childish, and it's all right to be childish, and you like them to be childish. It's sort of, especially with the toddlers and the groups on of of these, like the Mr. Watson, who did learn that? Now, the Bible says, you know, we need to grow up and come into learning. It's one of the things, it's true, people say, "Where are you going to be when you grow up? And the words you're always in it. I'm going to be a fireman, I'm going to be a pilot, I'm going to be a spaceman.
1: Or whatever. What was your last question when you were reading? What do you want to be, Sheila, when you were reading? And
0: us, <clears throat> and she fulfilled it. <laughs> yeah, a time of aspiration and hope. It's a great time. Your world is before you. Nothing is clouded, and your right. Well, the Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. Just as you have a natural life and a natural development, I mean, when your mom and dad both, you're going to grow up to be good fellow, They're going to grow up to your be You're going to grow up to be a success. You know, they have all wonderful aspirations for you in the hole. and the one thing is I hope you'll mature. Well, you know adulthood <laughs> doesn't always mean maturity. You can be an adult sumble mature, but that's by the way. So in the spiritual sense, we grow up the same way. We have to develop. And it's not in exactly the same way, it's it thats for the birth. Jesus said you must be born again. Then why is this being born again? I'll tell you what is, when you're born again, when you trust Jesus, the Bible says, He that receives Jesus, so then He gives the power to become a child of God. And that's the being born, that's converting. Now, the Bible says, Except you be converted, you can't see the kind of God. Except you be born again, you can't see the kind of God. Except you're born again, You won't have any understanding of the things of God. Nicodemus says, how can that be? How can an old man be born again? Well, the man was talking about spiritual birth. When you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes and quickens, makes your own spirit alive. Your body, soul, and spirit, you know. But you're not meant too conscious of your spirit, so it's awakened. Peter says, listen, you know, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and are baptized, you shall be saved and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit himself is a gift. And he comes in and he quitted his spirit unto my spirit, deep calls to deep, and i And he becomes the counselor and the leader of the life. But that's just that. You must be born again, to Jesus. That's just that. If you're going to be a Christian, there's no shortcuts. You can't become a Christian by proxy. My mom and dad were Christians. I was born in a Christian home.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Jesus says, whosoever will. There comes a time in your life when you have to make the decision who will I follow? And Jesus calls you to follow me. It's all about Jesus. Not about the church, not about the doctrine. It's about Jesus. Hey, follow me and I will give you life. So I come to Jesus, the author and finisher of your pain. <laughs> he starts it, he finishes it, he completes it, and then one day he'll present you spotless and blameless. <laughs> the is all say. But we start off as a children. I don't know because you know you can imagine yourself, you must be saying, you want to, you want to turn the world upside down, you Yeah, That's what the second said. They were fearful, they were shut in the room, they were scared of the norms, they were scared of the fantasies, they were scared of everybody. (laughs) So Jesus came, and they were out shouting, shouting it from two stops, Jesus says. Now, when I get saved at first, I was full of the joys of the Lord. I think I'm still full of the joys of the Lord. I was saying, well, why? Because I discovered purpose. Life is more than three square miles in a bed. (laughs) Life had a purpose. I was born for a purpose. I was more than a national shield no more. I was an individual loved by God, sought by God, travailed over by the Lord, and called by the Lord to follow that. And the Bible says, he, listen, he gave me the gift of repentance. He shed the light of the gospel of It's all about him. And they called him a Now became a child of God. And you say, all of a sudden, all the time, I'm going to turn the conversation into
1: the gospel. They were used to say, that's all right, are mellow. And you say, Lord, please don't let me mellow. <laughs> please don't let me mellow. Keep your mind in going. But the church in God is wonderful because you've just discovered that purpose there is meaning, there is
0: design, and God is in control. And you have this new hope, <laughs> like a child, the future is bright. Whatever God has for you
1: is good. God mentioned, His will is good and perfect. You
0: know.
1: And you've got a lot of clarity to look forward But Paul says, listen, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child,
0: I acted like a child. And that's perfectly all right. Nobody gives you a myself, Nobody gives you a love for you yeah Nobody gives you a loan because you're permanent. There's an understanding and an acceptance of it. But when somebody says to you, as an adult, hey, it's time you grew up, mm-hmm. that's an
1: insult, isn't it? But, I mean, what do you mean? What do you think? You think I'm not worth it? Paul said, but well, when I became a man, I put away selfish things. And there comes a time that God says, You love me, my son, <laughs> I daughter. <know>. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. You know, most of the term doctrines talk about a second means of grace. The holiness people call it sanctification, entire sanctification. <laughs> Okay, the cross was called the Baptist of the Third. My experience was, when I get saved, I was, with oh, the joy of the Lord. And there wasn't too long to say, until then, hate me heavy discommunication. A conscience of sin. I was a conscience of doing anything but a long-hand age guilty. And as well, across the,
0: the way from the bloody prison come home a lot one day after one day. And I couldn't even ask stopped.
1: I said, Lord, you need to lift this burden. And I lift it. And I was walking, six feet above the head. And then about it, I said, well, you know, look what God was doing, says, now you know what it's about. It, and you're ready for it. And that's when the Bible said the, the seed that falls among the thorns like choked up with things in the world. Or when persecution comes, or temptation comes because of the word, they fall away. There comes a thing to say, Lord, I understand to fall in it. Comfort me, you're mine. Comfort me, you're mine. And that brings you into discipleship. In all the time you're growing up,
0: people are correcting you, aren't you? Tell you what you're doing and what not to do. Discipleship is a learning process. Disciples, in modern day, we we call them apprentices. People learning from the
1: master. Jesus says, if you're my disciples, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, (laughs) you'll keep my commandments. I used to say, you love me, darling.
0: And she said, yes, I said, you keep my commandments.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> but Jesus said, you know, if you're my disciple, you'll hear my word and you'll obey it. Don't call me Lord and don't do what you mean. Don't say Lord, Lord, <laughs> and don't obey me. That's discipleship. It's also known as
0: sanctification. That's a funny word, isn't it? Like what, sanctification? Sanctifying, to sanctifying just means you're separated or dedicated to God. And it's a process of becoming from a sinner to a saint. A saint
1: is a sanctified being. Now, it's not really St. George, and the dragon or really. the wee stained glass windows. A saint as someone who's dedicated and segregated the life into God. And that's where the victory comes. You see, you can't serve two masters. You can't live in the world
0: and live in God and be what happy. You know the most miserable
1: people on the earth are backsliders. I'll tell you why. Because they can't truly really enjoy the world anymore because they know it's wrong. And the am miserable because I've lost the salvation. Terrible place to be.
0: But told that David sent me Uriah, his wife, Asima,
1: and he lost his joy. Just the heavens have become, grass I'm talking to the ceiling. There's no joy in my sacrifices
0: and my worship. I've lost the joy of my salvation.
1: And it comes back to God and repents and says, Lord, restore, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Renew your right spirit within me that I might walk in your keep your judgments. Praise God. Yeah. So I was always encouraging the church to go on, to go into maturity.
0: His desire, he said, my desire is to present
1: you <clears> that truth to Christ.
0: No, no I like, your dedication is not a marriage. is a commitment. Mm-hmm. I'm doing uh, a wedding next month, my, my granddaughter. She wasn't too very keen in having the world of being. She'll but...
1: learn. <laughs> you see, marriage, Christian marriage is not 50-50. Christmas is 100% and 100%. And that's how Jesus he gives himself fully to him. And he gives himself fully to you. 100%. No matter who me. Paul was always saying, I want you to come to the full statue of Christ. Mature in him. I want to present you, for mature in him. That's his wonderful way. Right? And he says that I'm in the church, you know, I'm not able to do that because you are yet mere man. I can't give you spiritual meat, strong meat, because you're still on the milk. As Peter
0: says, a youth born baby, desire the sincere milk of the world. Why? That you may grow there. I want to give you strong meat, say,
1: but you're not ready for it. Even Jesus says to the disciples, time and time again, I want to tell you more, but you're not ready for it yet. Yeah. I can't give you strong meat, says, because you're yet me. Well, there's strife among you. Well, there's disagreement among you. you well, know, there's jealousy among you. Are you not yet me, man? Me? Are you not still calm? And the Bible says, you need to put off the old man. And put on Jesus. <clears throat> it's
0: like a water. we a the friend the only friend. not the person. prison she's dead there in the glory, but she used to go out of the door and say, No, I need to put on my best face for Jesus. There's a couple of trans sat in the park at And she spoke to the most one and said, so, We heard she died. And they came out the, the house one day,
1: chapter and said, We heard the princesses died. Yeah. Such a lovely taste in it. I want you to put off the old man and be like you. It's like putting on Jesus. This is put them on. Put them
0: on deliberately. Decide, determine to be like Jesus. It's your will, your mind. That's where Satan attempts you. That's where all the
1: battles go in your mind. Let Jesus. Take captive your thoughts. Give your thoughts there. That sounds like a big struggle, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's not hard. Yeah. If you want to lose weight, you need to give up the sugar. My wife's told me getting sugar. And there's no made a but of difference. <laughs> But if you want to get closer to Jesus, Jesus, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And the things you've got to put off are the things that stunt your growth. Back to the palm of the seat. Don't stay in the path. Don't be on the fringe. Get into the body. Get into the body. Don't be on the wayside. Thanks, to serve two masters. One foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom. The Bible says, a single minded purpose. Don't let the cares and circumstances choke me your work. Trust Him. He says, I will never leave you, don't save you. i with you always. And the more we go off the old man, the more we're going to eat.
0: Paul says it this way. He that is mindful of the flesh, feeds the flesh. But he that is mindful of the spirit, <laughs> walks in the spirit. Well, it sounds like we hard, and it? says sounds like doing all hard work. I'm going to keep trying to keep trying. Well, let me tell you, you're not on your own Sorry, it was me, let's They forewarned me,
1: in case I got upset. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to a dedication of a very good question. You're not know, on your own. Know, Jesus says, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. It's expedient for you that I'm in heaven. Simple reasonable, I mean, if he wasn't in heaven, he'd be in and the internet connection, no that good. It's expedient for you that I go away, because if I would, I would send another comforter. He shall be in you. So as Peter says, believe be about that, you shall be saved and receive the gift
0: of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit himself is a gift, gifted to you, to come alongside you. He's called the Father, the helper, the counselor. He leads and guides you into your altar. truth. It's him that convicts you, you know. It's him, that praises. it's him that brings revelation. It's him that enlightens the world. It's him that gives you the light of the gospel. It's him that gives you the gift of repentance. It's
1: him that encourages you to be like Jesus, which is a goal. Now, what is the goal? Why are you saved? And when you saved for? You are saved.
0: <laughs> and you know what you're saved for all. You're saved from the wrath come. You're saved from your sin. You're saved from hell. You're saved to new life
1: in Christ. What we you saved for? Why are you still here? <laughs> why didn't you just push me up when I got saved? <laughs> because you're here to finish the work of Christ to fulfil the commission, to complete his works. That's why he gave to the Holy Spirit. You shall receive her, to the witness.
0: There you go, okay, well, what are we giving you to what you mean? Let me go, we bend been evangelists and we we'll tell everybody. Well, I want to tell you this, Christian life is more about
1: what you are and who you are than what you do. It's about being. Being. God has birthed you to become a son of a daughter. That you may mature in Christ and become, and is calling many sons
0: into the glory. We are supposed to be many Christ on the earth. Christ. And you may become a son
1: of God. And here's one of those. As many as are the children of the sons of God, they are led by the Spirit. Led by this book. The delight of God's father's heart, and God delights you to know this father, is for a son that glorifies him. He said of Jesus, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. First time he said that was that he's baptism. And the Greek word they used there was techno, <laughs> which is. Napoleon. Let's see we get about my peaceful. This is my son, Built. And the context that I have, he, you know, when you're Bert, you become a
0: descendant
1: of God. You're in his own image. The second thing he said, This is my beloved son, in whom I believe. It was almost at the end of his ministry in the Mount of Transfiguration. And the one big the one there, the son, which us, which means mature. <laughs> mature. He's now come to the place. And he loved his life by saying, "I only do what the Bible tells him. And then he, said, he says, Lord, not my role, but yours. And he completed the task on the cross for your service. YouTube, <laughs> like born again and become a son of God, by the Spirit of God, as we the gifts of the Spirit.
0: A lot of people are afraid of the gifts of the Spirit or confused about the gifts of
1: the Spirit because I've got the Spirit when I was born again. That's why you got the gift of the Spirit. The baptism of the Spirit is the gifts of the Spirit. You have the Spirit, and you have his gifts. And he gives his gifts to him, you know,
0: of education and the building up of the church. So don't be confused, because you have the Spirit, think there's no more. There is always more
1: in God. You'll never exhaust him. <laughs> never exhaust them. He's always got more. And Paul oh, is also, he says, Desire spiritual gifts that you may edify the body. I'm going to speak about spiritual gifts for somebody. But God's desire for you as a child of God as that you grow and become fruitful. Christ love. We often think of fruit as a souls, not he that wears souls is wise as he if you need the barrels of what well, the truthfulness of God is being in prayer. God answers your prayer, you're being through. So I you. No matter which stage you're at in your development, we always think on the mature. Just the same way knowledge as a level of understanding, because that's a level We think, no, <laughs> so we learn this. And that Jesus breathe and his is to receive you. Know, Holy Spirit, get born of the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, listen to the Spirit, and we've always been. Saying, this is the way walking in it. The wee voice that convicts you,
0: that's not right. The wee voice that keeps you walking in the past of God.
1: This is for you. is fullness, maturity, the fullness of God dwelling in you. Amen.